It's ginger on Made with Real Ginger, and I have the honor this week of speaking with Chartiste. She is the president of the Maryland and D.C. Um, National Multiple Sclerosis Society, so the chapter that is local to us that we typically fundraise for. So Chartiste, can you tell everybody a little bit about you, um, what the position of president is, and what that kind of means? <laughs> no. Hi, Ginger. Thanks for having me today. So, um Yes, yeah, so I am the executive in the um, in the market, if you will. Um, I serve as a spokesperson, the face of the National MS Society, which, of course, as you all know, is a national organization across the um, country um, working to um, improve the quality of life for people living with um, MS. And so we have 36 chapters, if you will, across the country. We are one society, but we have um, markets that we call them our chapters, where it's really just a geographic designation, but we work across the country working with each other collaboratively from market to market. Um, so no matter where you live, as someone who is living with MS or affected by MS, you will get the services and the information and resources that you need to move along your journey. So as chapter president, as I mentioned, I'm a spokesperson in this market, so that's why I'm having a radio interview with you um, about the things that we're doing locally and, of course, nationally. Um, and um, I also manage the team that is that sits in the chapter um, geography that sits in the chapter office, that sits in the chapter geography. I'm responsible for the culture of the local organization. I am, again, the executive, the leadership executive that um, works with um, some of our larger corporate partners. Um, I work with um, our larger um, uh, walk teams, site teams, um, along with the local staff as well. Um, so really, you know, when I think about my job, I tell people that I have the best job in the world because we have such a broad um, mission, a daunting mission, if you will, um, because three things that we do at the National MS Society, we, one, obviously are the world's largest private funder of um, MS research mm. in the, in you know, across the globe. We, two, advocate on behalf of people living with MS. And then three, we pro provide programs and services. So as chapter president, because I'm not in a specific function, I get to work and do and be a part of everything that we do, which for me is just a dream job. And, you know, so I kind of feel like, you know, the job of president is really just, um, it's a dream when you want to be in this space, changing the world for people living with MS. I love that. Now, are you at all personally connected to MS? Like, do you know someone who's living with it or anything like that? Well, I grew up with, um, so yes, now, of course, I'm connected with um, thousands of people oh, yes, of course. that are living with MS. And, and now, you know, and serving in my fifth year at the National MS Society, many of my very close personal friends that I have made, um, are many of my best close personal friends are now people that I have met through the movement and being a part of this movement from a district activist leaders to some of our bike fundraisers, our walk fundraisers. I consider them friends. I socialize with them. And so my children are always saying, mommy, you're always working because when I'm going to a fundraiser or I'm going to a dinner and it's someone that they know from the National MS Society, they think it's work. And I'm like, no, this isn't work. It's, you know, these are people that I know through the MS Society because I know the people's names because my, my kids have volunteered at many of the events. I'm like, no, this really isn't work. But it does seem like the lines have blurred so much of my life. So I know many people now. But I will tell you, coming into the National MS Society, there was um, one of my best friends growing up. He lost his mother to MS. And, when, you know, I think about it back then. You know, right. it, um, I, didn't, I didn't really know a lot. You know, I mean, 40 years ago, when we were growing up, I didn't know a lot about the disease. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, when I 
got this job because I didn't know his mom. His mom passed away. She was a very, very young woman. I didn't know his mom, quite frankly. I may have met her once or twice. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she was wheelchairs and bed bound. And so because back then, Mm -hmm. um, when I'm thinking back in the 70s or the 80s even, I mean, of course, we know that the first therapy was not even brought to market until 1994. Really, there was nothing that we could do for this disease. So mm-hmm. long and short of it is, you know, my very best friend, he lost his mom to MS. So that was my, my initially my very, you know, most personal connection. That's incredible. And it is when you yeah. put it in perspective like that, because it's really not that long ago to all of the advances that have been made when it comes to medications and treatments and therapies for MS. It's really come a long way. Oh my goodness. I mean, we have, you know, it's just, it's amazing to me. Um, for instance, you know, as I mentioned, so in 1994, we had our first therapy come to the market. Um, we, and then now we have over 17 therapies. There are still, there are ones that are almost, you know, you know, almost on the cusp of being approved by the FDA. In my short tenure, I'd say in the last four years, I have seen, um, over, I've seen almost a handful of therapies come to market, and um, one of the biggest breakthroughs in 2017, in March of 2017, the FDA approved the very first therapy for people living with a progressive form of the disease, yeah, disease with progressive MS, and that was Ogrevet. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's incredible to see the breakthroughs. And then to see now where, you know, we've gone from um, injectables to... Um, to oral therapies, to now infusions, and to now infusions twice a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just remarkable to me um, how far we've come. It's just it's incredible. It's totally incredible. incredible. Yeah, and um, so that's interesting. So I think you said your your um, your ten years so far has been about ten years. Is that what you said? Um, that I've been with the society. Yeah. No, no, I am actually in my um, I'm in my fifth year. In my oh, okay. fifth year. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. no, no, no. I started in um, December of 2016. Okay. So, um, yeah, and it's, it, when I tell you the time has flown, yeah. <laughs> it's flown. It has flown. So. It really has. Yeah. So tell yeah. us, because, um, you know, we do fundraise for and with you guys every single year. We've been a part of this for the last 10 years. Um, it's been 10 years since I was diagnosed with MS myself. So I've seen, you know, a lot of those transitions, too, as far as medications go. But we love mm-hmm being involved, um, you know, anybody, Mm -hmm. any representative that we've dealt with from the MS Society has been amazing, but I think we still haven't given people the full scope of what the MS Society actually does for people. So I know you help fund research, um, and then you Mm -hmm. you also Mm -hmm. have, like, patient advocate services, kind of, or can you just talk to us a little bit about what all the society does? No, I appreciate that. And I really, first of all, thank you for having a team in, in Hagerstown. And um, and um, thank you for being involved in the movement. And oh, as yes. someone affected by MS and living with MS, it means so much to us to have your voice, your participation, because you are the people that we serve. And so thank you for being a part of the movement. And, you know, I appreciate your, your comment, Ginger, because, you know, again, because I get to see everything that we do up close and personal. Mm-hmm. It is, um, we talk a lot about research because we know that's important, right? We want people to, we, we want people to feel better. We want people to be able to move through this journey with the therapies that are brought to market. We want people to, we want people to be cured of this disease. And yes, we are talking about cures now. Woo. We had not talked about cures. We had really been kind of tiptoeing around that. So we are 
um, obviously very much involved in the research. And as I mentioned, we are one of the world's largest private funders. We have led a collaboration, a global collaboration of over 15 countries. Um, it's called the International Progressive MS Alliance, where um, we, which started in 2012. And we are bringing the best and the brightest across the globe, all of these different MS uh, organizations across the globe, to find additional therapies for people and additional um, treatments for people living with a progressive form of the disease. But that's unprecedented. When you think about, um, you know, um, you know, it doesn't, we don't, not, we don't care where the next cure comes from, the next breakthrough comes from. We want to, we want just for it to happen. So when I think about voluntary healthcare um, and, and what I've seen in other organizations, um, and also what I've seen in the scientific community, oftentimes, you know, information and data um, are hoarded, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I think about the cancer space, you know, and Joe Biden, I was listening to the, it, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, town halls last night, and, we, and I, 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 I was listening to Joe Biden talking about how, you know, scientists and researchers that kind of hoard the information, and what it does is mm -hmm. it just does not allow us to move forward. So very excited about the work that we are doing in the research space and that is being done in the research space. But additionally, when I think about our mission, again, I think about it from a three-pronged perspective. So one, it's the research. Two, the programs and services that we provide for people living with MS is just remarkable. We have programs across the country that are meant to connect people with the information and resources. We have, you know, different programs that are being executed across the country where it's, you know, research uh, um, it, uh, relationship matters. And that's really where we're bringing couples together and caregivers or more couples together to talk about intimacy issues. And we have clinicians and people speaking to groups, again, across the country. And we have many of them in our market, of course. Uh, to talk about what we're doing, what, you know, what it means to live with and to be a spouse or partner for someone living with MS. That's mm -hmm. just an example of the many programs that we have. We have programs that speak to mood and and uh, mindfulness. Um, and so that is really, really important. We know that the emotional and spiritual well-being of people living with MS um, is very, very important. So we have programs that are executed on that level. Um, we also... In the programs and educational or in programs and services space, one of our flagship programs is the MS Navigator. And that is the service where you can chat with someone who um, is a skilled, compassionate um, professional um, via our online web chat, um, via telephone, um, where you can pick up the phone and you can dial 1-800-FIGHT-MS. And then you can talk to someone about your newly, uh, your, your new diagnosis, about any advanced needs for um, someone that you are either a caregiver for or a loved one. Mm -hmm. You can talk about finance and resource issues. They can help you navigate health care um, and find providers um, and um, health care providers uh, for, for uh, uh, specialists who are living, uh, specialists who, who specialize in MS, neurologists who specialize in MS, um, any family support, any symptom and treatment strategies, employment and insurance challenges. That's what our MS Navigator program is about. And they connect with people each and every day that are trying to navigate that journey. So that's one of our flagship um, programs in the services space. And then, of course, when you talked about activism, um, in fact, we are actually next week, we're bringing over 400 what we call district activist leaders here. These are volunteers who are working in every market across the country, um, and they're year-round working to promote legislation um, that affects positively the, um, the quality of life for people living with MS. We're bringing them to our public policy conference in D.C. next week. So Monday and Tuesday, there'll be um, 
roundtable discussions, there were panel discussions, and on Wednesday, you'll see about 400 people wearing orange on Capitol Hill meeting with their specific legislators um, to talk about um, priorities that we have adopted. And so a couple of them that we've adopted um, this year um, are around um, surprise billing. When you go into a hospital mm-hmm. or you check, you know, you go to an emergency room and you come out and there's a bill that you don't understand. You're like, where does this come from? Mm-hmm. So we're advocating on behalf of people living with MS and anyone, quite frankly. Um, we're speaking to the MS community specifically or speaking about the MS community, but we're advocating on um, behalf of surprise billing. We're also talking about um, um, access to medications. And of course, that is going to be an ongoing conversation. That is about how people, how we can have a discussion with insurers and um, and uh, uh, pharma, uh, pharmaceutical companies around the transparency of drug prices. You know, yeah. we people, you know, getting having drugs and people are not able to get them, then it, they don't help people, right? And so those are a couple of the priorities that we talk about. But we, this is work that we do year round. That we are on. Um, that we are having state action days across the country. We just had a Maryland state action day where we we're in Annapolis talking to legislators in the state of Maryland around some of these issues. So again, advocacy programs and services and research are really the um, the large components of the work that we do. That's amazing. So speaking of the medications, you know, I by experience have learned uh, a couple of things. So I was first on a Baggio, which is that oral medication. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. they tried to, not they, it was just a random incident where they tried to refill my prescription early. And Mm -hmm. I was speaking with Mm -hmm. the representative and he said, so that's going to be $99,999 or, you know, that's usually the charge for it. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I don't need it right now. (laughs) So, because I do have insurance and I'm thankful for that. Um, And then I've Mm -hmm. noticed with both medications, I'm now on Ocrevus. And with both medications, I've been able to get like an assistance program to help cover the cost. So whatever my insurance covers, uh, it covers. And then these copay assistance happen to cover the rest of it. So I don't, it seems like a lot of the medication companies, you know, I've been fortunate. They've contacted me and talked to me about it, especially with Ocrevus. I had no idea. And Mm -hmm. I did, I got a surprise bill, you know, from my therapies, but I contacted the representative at Ocrevus Mm -hmm. and they are handling it and they are going to, it's going to pay the remaining difference, which I think is great because Ocrevus for a half dose, because the first time that you do it, you have to take a half dose, the half dose was over $36,000. Oh, my goodness. It's wow. so, and you just, you know, you don't know these things, right? So you just look at your no. ex- explanation of benefits. And then I just, that's right. I don't know what people who don't have insurance, I don't that's know right. what that's they right. can do. You know, it's crazy. Exactly. It's crazy. It really is. I, and thank you for sharing that. I mean, that is a, that is a real life story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is a real life story of, of how you're being impacted mm-hmm. and how you're able to navigate. And again, imagine people who don't have insurance or imagine people who don't even have, you know, maybe the wherewithal, right? right? Yeah. To be able to, to, to think that the way you did was to, I'm going to I'm gonna ask the question. Yeah. So, no, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate no, you sharing that. I appreciate you guys doing the fighting that you're doing or, you know, advocating, I should yeah, say. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> it's no, so no, important. Yeah, no, it's important. Yeah. It really, really is. You know, we have to be the voice for, for people living with MS. It's important for us to, to do that. And in fact, next week, there's an organization called Research America, and we are being awarded the Paul G. Rogers Distinguished Long Word 
Organization Advocacy Award, and it's wow. really to recognize our achievements in advocating for medical and health research. However, because part of what we do advocate we, every year, we're always going to advocate for more additional funding for the um, National Institute of Health and um, and, um, and, and um, additional research funds from the Department of Defense. So we do advocate every year for additional money. So and we and we've been very successful in that. So we are actually getting an award for that. That's and awesome. I will say our advocacy department and team, they do tremendous work. It's tireless work. Um, so I, I just I'm glad that again you called out everything that we do because you know we do a lot. We do a lot. Yeah, so. and I, I really truly believe with all my heart, as much as as long as I've been working with you guys in your chapter, like even I don't fully understand the whole scope of what you guys do. <laughs> so like I'm just really right. glad that you know we can have conversations like this and people know what their funding is supporting. So for right. example, when we donate to you guys, like we, you know, usually we do a bunch of fundraisers and we try to do it all at the walk. We try to mm-hmm. put it all there at once, although some places send checks to you guys separately. Um, but what does that funding do for you? Oh, wow. I mean, again, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, the funding is, I mean, we, we are, you know, a voluntary health organization. So what that means is that aside from the, I want to say probably the 23% that go of, of the money that's raised that goes to administrative costs. And that is, you know, everything it takes for, for the organization to be staffed and to, mm-hmm. to move the rest of it are to move, to move the work forward. Um, the money goes to the mission and I'm very proud Amazing. of that. Um, and so again, the money goes to advocacy and that is all of the, whatever it takes, whatever it costs for us to, to do the work in the advocacy space. It goes to the funding of the different, uh, whether it's clinical trials, the funding of um, researchers and investigators, um, and the money goes to the, um, the, the execution of all of our programs and services. So again, when I talk about the three prongs of our mission, that is where the money goes. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, again, and, you know, I, um, I'm really, really proud of, and I'm, I'm able to, to say that I work with some of the smartest people, um, in, in, in corporate America. I mean, again, we're a nonprofit. However, we're not a mom and pop shop. We're not right. run like that. We are run like a business. And what I mean by that is we are very mindful of the, the money that we spend. And we have to be even more mindful because, we, this is, this is, we are, we are impacting people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I think about the conversations that we have around expenses and around how we do things and thinking always, um, and having the mission at the forefront of what we do, I'm very proud of that. We don't, we don't take it casually. We don't uh, deal with it casually, um, because it's important because every dollar that we spend, um, over what we need to spend could be another dollar towards um, really moving our mission forward. And so, um, and being a part of the leadership, I see that, I see that in, 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 in the works. I see how we are making decisions. I'm part of the decision-making process. Um, and I'm really proud of the work that we do and how we do it. Yeah. So am I, you know, like you just gave me, you just gave me goosebumps cause you know, I love, I just love transparency and I love when somebody is yeah. passionate about what they're doing and you clearly very yeah. much are. So as somebody who lives with MS, I am grateful to know that the people in these positions really are fighting for us. 
Yes. I think it's really yes, important. Yes, we are. Yes, uh, yes, we are. This is my life's work. Yep. I love it. So do you think, this is just total opinion, do you think that mm-hmm. there will eventually be a cure? You know, it's interesting. I think when we talk about cure, I think, you know, people, we think about it. We, we're, we're talking now about pathways to cures. How do we get okay. closer to that? How do we, how are we able to um, identify the, the disease one before it even before it even manifests itself, and mm-hmm. so to me that's a sure right because yeah. people wanting to get once we determine what the causes are, what the what the genes look like, how do we prevent the disease? We mm-hmm. talk about prevention, and that's part of the the cure the the cures that we talk about. We talk about stopping progression, um, and that could be a cure because cures could mean something different to every to everyone, yes. right? So if you're living with progressive MS, for example, you have you have damage that's already done, and unfortunately, it you know it seems like the disease is going to continue to progress. So, mm-hmm. sure, for someone living progressive, and that could be how do we restore function? Right. So, we're talking about pathways to each of those different, I guess, ideations around cures. So, I do believe. Now, I'm, I happen to be almost sixty years old. No, um, but I do believe, and we, no, I do, and I am, and, and I think that. You know, so I hope that I'm going to live for maybe another 35 years, maybe yeah. even 40, if I can make it to 100. Yes. But yes, I believe I'm going to see in my lifetime and probably even, I would say the consensus would be around people who are in this space with me, would probably say that within the next 10 years, we're going to see chores. Um, and they may mean something different. But I do right. believe that. You know, I just sat in on a... Um, on a, uh, 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 I was able to sit in on a what we call a research program advisory committee um, meeting where we decided upon or we finalized our commitment to all of the different research programs that we will be funding for the next, um, that we'll be funding. Uh, so we have these twice a year and then we'll decide what are we going to fund, what, 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 what we adopt in our research portfolio um, and then we might be funding things out into the you know future, right. and then in six months later, we're going to determine what we're going to fund um, into the future from there as well. So we just had this meeting in January, and so I was able to um, listen in um, in a confidential meeting around this, this, and we will be announcing what we're going to be right. funding, but right. at that point, it was confidential. It was amazing, Ginger, to hear the, the projects that we're going to be funding, and many of them are local, so that's the one thing about in this market, you know, we are so blessed to be able to have all of the MS centers of excellence that we oh, have. Yeah. If you think about people who might live in Iowa or some of the more rural areas around the country where people cannot get to a, they have to go to a community neurologist. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not, I'm not, there's not a, that's not a disparaging no. remark, but we know that neurologists are dealing with headaches and they're dealing with epilepsy. And they're de- but to be able to go to an MS specialist mm-hmm. that can speak to specifically MS, symptoms and treatments and that kind of thing, side effects of, you know, medications and, and more specifically, we have Johns Hopkins, we have George Washington, we have Georgetown, mm-hmm. we have um, 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 the University of Maryland, we have the Fairfax Center of Neurology. I mean, we have so many neurologists, we have the VA that was just named um, last year a center of excellence that, you know, people living in this market have... I mean, some of the best and the brightest around the country. So to hear some of the things that we're funding and projects that we're funding with local uh, investigators here is just remarkable. 
It is, you know, I do, yeah. I was very grateful because I'm actually from Chicago, which probably has access to a lot of great neurologists too, but I had moved out here <laughs> and was diagnosed shortly uh-huh. after I moved out here. And I was so grateful for that because there's Johns Hopkins is like 90 minutes away. Georgetown is 90 yeah. minutes away. You know, it's just yep. Yep. such a great. That's not easy for you. No. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, I'm, I couldn't be you know, more blessed to be in this location with these kind of things yeah. that are happening. And I, I do believe that I, that all falls into place for a reason. That's a whole other conversation. But, um, <laughs> you know, I love, I get emails, you know, from the NMSS and for research participation, like all the time. And I'm like, Ooh, this one I should try oh, to do, you know, um, one I couldn't do because I was claustrophobic <laughs> and you have to get those MRIs and they didn't want me to take Xanax before an MRI. But, um, I do try to get in on as many of those as possible. And I love that you guys send those emails out to everybody, you know, because it gives us a chance. I mean, now we're participating in the research. So yep, I think absolutely. that's so great. Absolutely. And oh, by the way, I forgot to mention NIH and, you know, having the NIH here. And I know that they are, you know, they do a lot of that work. And I know they're always looking for people to participate in some of the things that they're doing and the works and the investigations that they're doing. So, yeah, it's, it's wonderful to be able to have, wonderful to be able to have all of those folks in our backyard. Yeah. So just th- thank you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for your advocacy. Thank you for everything <laughs> you do. You know, just I really appreciate it. And especially just giving people information because I do think it kind of gets washed, you know, under the radar. We're like, all right, we're going to fundraise for the NMSS. And that's it. <laughs> like, this is kind right. of what no, they do, so but not really. Yeah, it really is. No, and it's important. And I appreciate you wanting to know more. And of course, you then, you know, can be you know, and you already are an ambassador for us, but I think you wanting to know and have more information is really important because then you have the talking points, if you will, to be able to share with people that you're asking money for, right? Absolutely. I mean, people want to know that, you know, they're making a difference. They want to know that their money's going to a good place and they want to know where their money's going to and what kind of work and how is it improving, you know, Ginger's life, right? Especially yeah. people who love and care about you and fundraise because of you. So um, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap things up? No, I just, you know, the thing, I, and I'm sure I don't need to say this, but I, I want people to know that we have 15 walks um, in the in the um, greater D.C. Maryland market. Um, and most of them are, quite frankly, in Maryland. We've got 13 in Maryland, and we've got, um, um, we've got uh, two in Virginia, and one in Northern Virginia, and one in D.C. And so if you go to our website, um, you know, nationalnetsociety.org, you can, one, see all of the walks and events that we're doing if you want to participate in and help and volunteer, fundraise, or show up. Um, you can do that. And then, of course, walkinmess.org, you can find out where there's a walk um, close to you. So, again, our website, I think, is extraordinarily easy to navigate. So if you want to know more, if you want to hear stories about people living with the mask and um, you know, what the disease is and what we do, Go to our website, nationalmsociety.org. And um, just, I want to say thank you to you, Ginger, and everything that you do, because you really, really are changing the world for people living with a mask. So thank you for having me today, yeah. and um, I hope that we stay in touch. 